Welcome to another Mag Life Podcast. We're all about safety, security, taking care of yourself, preparation, and we literally have the man who wrote the book, Haskell Moore, author of Hurricane Preparedness for Home and Family. Today, we're going to talk about the generator. I'm excited about this. I have questions <laughs> myself, so go ahead. Okay. Hi, Lou. Good to see you again. See uh, you. Generator selection. Uh, again, I've been teaching these courses now for 15 years on hurricane preparedness, 16 years, 20 years on disaster preparedness, and I get a lot of feedback. And one of the things I found out is when it comes to selecting a generator, usually how that works is people will wait until there's a hurricane practically in their backyard. They'll run down to the local big box hardware store, grab whatever's on the shelf. Sometimes they think to pick up a couple of gas cans, pick up a little bit of oil, and they're on their way. They get home, they throw the thing in the garage, hope they don't need it, hopes of uh, being able to take it back and get a refund if they don't use the generator. What they don't realize is not everybody will take that generator back. Sometimes when you buy hurricane supplies, when there's a storm imminent, they will not take those products back, or sometimes they will do so with as much as a 20% restocking fee. As a general rule, generators are not tested before they leave the manufacturer, so it's not out of the question to get a defective one. As a matter of fact, we had a big shipment hit Houston of uh, defective generators, and there were a lot of angry people after the hurricane came through, those who did not test them. With generators, you want to try to match supply and demand because nothing comes free when it comes to power generation, and the price you pay is gasoline. Those generators that you pick up, the 5,000, 5,500 watt generators typically, consume about a gallon of gas an hour, depending on how heavily you have it loaded. So if you think about that, that is roughly five five-gallon cans of gas in a 24-hour day. So not only is it expensive, but history has taught us that gasoline is the most precious commodity before and after a hurricane. So those things are going to require a whole lot of care and feeding. For most people, something in the 2,000, 2,200 watt range is usually sufficient if you want to run your refrigerator, some lights, a few fans, TV, charge your laptops, phone, kitchen appliances, make some coffee, etc. The one that I like, I've had the Honda EU 2000 ever since the Hurricane Ike days back in 2008. I've got one of those and it is just a fantastic generator. And the really, really two big things that set that generator apart is, first of all, it's very, very quiet. It makes less noise than a vacuum cleaner. You can easily stand right by it and have a normal conversation and it sips gasoline. You typically get about eight hours on less than a gallon of gasoline on one of those. So they're about eight times more efficient than the big 5,500 watt generators. The thing that I always tell guys, and they always hate to hear this, but you need to read the manual on these generators before you even start them. You have to make sure you have the right oil, have the oil level up to the correct level before you start it. And it's extremely important that you change the oil according to the schedule. And that first oil change that you do usually comes very, very quickly. Uh, and that is the most important oil change of the life of the generator. So be sure to read the manual and then test the generator quarterly. I recommend using a space heater. And then so you put a load on the generator. And then after you use the generator, 
drain the fuel after testing. If you're going to end up storing the generator for more than a couple of months, add stable 360 to prevent the gas from going bad. And remember, never run your generator in an enclosed space. It's almost inevitable, inevitable when we have a major storm uh, where we lose power that somebody runs a generator indoors, they run it in a garage, and we end up losing some people. So never, ever run it in an enclosed space or uh, near a window where the carbon monoxide fumes can get into a business or residence. Allow it to cool sufficiently before refueling. And even if you have a good generator, what else are you going to need? Good flashlight. You're going to need to occasionally refuel it or perhaps perhaps do maintenance after dark. And so there are a couple of options. If it uh, quits on you, you're not going to have the generator to have the lights on. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're going to need something else. Right. I, I have the ML300L4D LED long-running flashlight with a clear diffuser on it, and that makes an excellent space light or a work light. You can just set it there beside you on the ground if you're uh, refueling or working on the generator. Also, that little XL50, that has turned out to be my favorite pocket light. Uh, it provides a lot of light. It has a high and a low. It has a long run time, and it is just a fantastic pocket size little work light. So I recommend both of those lights in addition to a generator. All right, Haskell Moore on generators and preparedness in general here on the MagLite podcast. Thank you, Haskell. Once again, Haskell, the expert and the author of Hurricane Preparedness for Home and Family. And you can find his tips also besides at MagLite's podcast at hidefromthewind.com, hidefromthewind.com. That wraps it up. Thanks for listening.